rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello, listeners and listeners. This is Wastelands, and I am Adam Obscene. And with me, as always, is the mighty, mighty, mighty... That is me. Oh, that is such an auspicious, elaborate introduction. Thank you, Ads. And hey, listeners, welcome aboard. Mate, we are going to talk about a compilation record uh, series over the next Mm -hmm. couple of episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason we're going to do that is because sometimes there's the – you sort of rediscover things from your collection and and we've been doing that. Um, Sure. And and there – We've got a lot of uh, past history with this this series, and we thought it was about time that we let clue the Lossoners in on on it. Um, do you want to like take the Lossoners out of their uh, so called perpetuity? Uh, sure, uh, misery. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Well, Adam. Uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the Punk and Disorderly compilation albums. Uh, there's three of them, and this week we're starting with uh, the first one, Punk and Disorderly. Uh, a really good snapshot and a really good gateway into UK 82 sort of like top tier punk rock. I mean, uh, if you if you're listening to this and you really want somewhere to start. Or if you know about these and you want something to uh, revisit and fan out on, then uh, this is the episode for you. That's right, Marco. That's a you got that in a nutshell. If you were in a nutshell, that that's exactly what it'd be like. Um, in a box is the in a, in a in a compilation box in a box set. Which, funnily enough, the reason this sort of popped up back on the radar is because it's just been re released as a three CD box set. How old school is that CD? Um, yeah, and it's because old punks don't have uh, Spotify apparently. Um, oh. But what it's done is they've re released it in a, a, a big box set. Um, but they've added a bunch of extra content, um, new songs of that era. And then we're not going to like um, dive into the box sets. We're going to talk about the vinyl specifically. But I will pedal back just quickly and just run a quick little history lecture on um, those who aren't a- across their punk rock timelines. You know, we all know that in 1974, punk rock sort of exploded across the world in its first alliteration and then fizzled out pretty quickly. After lots of people had a crack at it, and um, record companies ruined it, and then you know everyone sort of, or most of, for most of the mainstream society, believed that it was done and dusted. But what was happening is the rumblings of the the catalysts that the first punk wave left on the kids of disenfranchised suburbs was bubbling away, and from seventy nine through to about eighty two, um, this second wave occurred, and it became the archetype of what we probably call hardcore today. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the bands which were involved in it are still around today. Um, But it was really taking the art posing posery out of the original wave and becoming a lot more street. It was a bit more – and and so it was harder, rougher, grittier. Um, It was called UK82 because of probably the most uh, famous of all 
UK82 bands, The Exploited, had a song um, called UK82, and that's what happens. You get a movement named after you when you are that massive. Um, so this dropped at a time when everybody believed that punk was dead. Punk rock had disappeared off the radio waves. Um, new wave had become a thing, you know, pill, you know, the, the, the new romantic style of punk had been digestibly consumed by the masses. But the Mohawks and the studded jackets and the leather-clad kids of the suburbs had a different idea, and that's where this record compilation comes into it, um, Punk and Disorderly Number 1. It's um, it's a cracker from the start, dude. Like It is. When you have a record, and this is where you talk about our past history with it, I'm going to play a couple of bars of the opening track of Side 1 of the first album because I believe that sometimes there's a record that is so connected to your past DNA that it just teleports you, and I think that'll really help us get in the Get in, the, get in the mood. Get okay. in the mood. So, uh, track one, side one, album one. Stumbling through the rubble, my head, my head is fighting the war that no one can win. I'm too young to die, too late to live. As politicians do the thing no god can forgive. Vice Squad. Last Rockers. Look, such a great, such a great band. Um, the singer, Becky Bondage. Yep. She also did a stint in the Dead Kennedys uh, post Jello Biafra, which is really cool. So she's been really active in music since this time, uh, which is really good to see. And the one thing that stands out for me in these albums, Adam, uh, is that uh, even though they were probably very under-resourced musicians, uh, a lot of them, and, you know, they were doing, they were selling, probably selling good albums, like Peter and the Test You Babies, Dead Kennedys, GBH, they all had and still do probably have pretty good careers. They probably wouldn't have been earning a lot of money. But what stands out in these compilations, all of them, especially in this first one that we're talking about this week, is the musicianship is really, really good. Like, these guys aren't mucking around. Like, they're not inspired by the three chords and the truth type thing that that, that gave a lot of uh, generic bands uh, permission to play badly and think that it was fine. Mm. Um, th- th- these albums are uh, compiled with uh, really good musicianship in mind. And I think compiled, curated is a word that comes to mind because it was like a record wasn't put together by mainstream record companies. It was put together by punks and the owners of independent record companies. Um, yeah. So at the time, the really the mainstream record companies had their asses burnt from punks fizzling out. And so, but what happened is that the same, this, this is why we say this album is so important in capturing a time. It was put together in 79, released in 81 and really blew up in 82. It got to number 48 
on the UK charts, dude. Like, That's it, great. And this is what happens when that collective mass of putting a bunch of stuff together in one place makes it accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, to get that high on the UK charts when the time when things were physically – you had to purchase an album to get on, you know, to get that, yeah. those numbers. But it was made up of independent record companies that that developed out of the back end of the first punk wave, like Cherry Red Records, Clay Records, Abstract. Disorder Records, Abstract. This was brought out by Abstract Clay. Records. Riot City Records, Secret Records, like all these record companies which were just – Rough trade. Just doing some awesome stuff. So there is pretty much on this um, – Record abstract records is who brought out this, but they did you know a part of that punk rock aesthetic is they did a lot of uh partnership deals with all the other record companies that a lot of these independent bands were on to get them onto this record. So, yeah, th- as, as a collective, this record represents mm-hmm. what was happening across the UK, um, yeah. in the suburbs and slums and cottage, cottage villages. <laughs> um, huh. and so like, and I guess like this is probably where we get into the fact that you know let's just run through who's in it dude because i think this is really important yeah this visit this record became a bit of a staple for our original uh, radio show that we did back in the day on the sunny coast as well so yeah so oh, absolutely and it was helpful you know when you're learning radio listeners it's really helpful to have a really good solid collection of compilations under your um <laughs> under your belt because you know why mess with perfection? Why, like, this album is put together in such a way that that flows on. So, side mm-hmm. one, we saw Last Rockers by Squad really has a great post apocalyptic feeling about it, right? It has this sort yeah. of like, it, I, it, it's a, it's, it could be a Wastelands um, anthem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Last Rockers is great. <clears throat> uh, what the, it goes on to the addict, straight jacket. It's really well done. That's a really upbeat song for what the uh, lyrics are about. It's super upbeat. Mm. And and I can't stress enough, Adam, how listenable this album is. So our, our film-centric friends who are listening in now who maybe not have their uh, – maybe not listen to punk rock, like this is a great way to get into that. Like you can totally listen to this any time and, uh, and and have fun with it. This is not going to blast your ears out in a really bad way. Like, this this is really listenable. And it has um, – its tempo goes up and down, but not to a point where you wouldn't call it ebb and flow. It's just is there's a little bit of reprieve and then an up-tempo and then it comes down. So the next song is UK, De- um, UK Decay, For My Country, which has a yeah. – it's probably the closest um, song you – know, it sounds like it's heavily influenced by Leiden and you know, yeah. not the pistols, oh, yeah. more so like it's, the pill. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great to put in there because it's it's semi-derivative, but it stands up. It's a good enough tune by itself, but it's semi-derivative, which is kind of like a snapshot of like, uh, you know, bands of this sort of like second tier caliber emulating guys like Leiden and Pill who were really uh, on top of their game at this point. So it's good to, it's good to look back and say, oh, yeah, that was, that was something derivative, but still hand, stands up. And I think, too, that this is the thing you're pointing out, is that these bands weren't they, – they had, they had a template. They sort of were working with something. They weren't reacting against something like the original wave of punk rock. They mm. were actually building upon 
the structures that the original wave of punk rock. So they musicianship and song structure and political stance and streetwise credentials all is embedded through this album. And I think that that's why it's such a good listen because it's not just like ditties and you know they've taken the politics of the clash and they've taken um, you know they've taken the songwriting and the the the, the approach of Leiden. You know they've got they've taken the best bits of all mm. all that came before them and put it together in a great package. Um, disorder, yeah. disorder, complete disorder, classic anthem. Um, yeah, for sure. So it goes from you know the first three songs are rocky and you know kind of fairly melodic, and then you then you do get a blast with disorder. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty abrasive. Um, Peter and the Test You Babies, like <laughs> it's not the, it's, it's not the best song in the world. It's probably more like the. It's probably more like the no- – it's almost like a novelty song. It's just like basically banned from the pubs. It's like yeah. banned from the pubs because they don't like pub- punks banned from the pubs. You know, like it's 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 a bit of a soccer oi anthem. Like, yeah. And yeah. It's, but it's fun. Like it's actually – that's and I think if you look at any of the Peter and the Test Tube Babies stuff, they are clearly having fun with, with it. Like they are a fun time party band, mate. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Which needs to be in here. Like, not every punk rock song has to be like some serious, you know, yeah, you know, pedal to the metal stuff. Like, Peter and the Test You Babies are a party band. Absolutely. In fact, I never have, but I would love to have partied with Peter and the Test You Babies. I think they would have been hilarious. Them and the business in, in, a, in a pub. Oh, would have been hilarious. And look, I think that in some ways we have partied with those bands because whenever we'd have a party, those bands were on in the background. <laughs> That's true. So if you want to have an up-tempo um, party song, you put Peter and the Test Tube Babies on. Um, yeah, yeah. So then we've got The Disruptors, Young Offender. I love that song. Yeah. Look, look I don't think there's really much in like Red Alert in Britain and then the first side – rounds out with blitz um someone's gonna die now that has yeah. really got and that's an anthem based like you can see the origins of oi yeah in like because i guess that's the thing is uk 82 is clearly hardcore punk rock's origins but the next street punk wave which was oi which was like cockney rejects and Coxbara, and you know you can start to see the business, like you can start to see the, the crossover, and I think definitely Blitz is up there with that sort of like, you know, it's yeah. any song where you have a, a, a chorus where it's like, someone's going to die tonight. If everybody can just go oi, 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 even yeah. if it's not written in there, then you know that that's, that's pretty much the, that's the design, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's oi, that's street punk, and Blitz are great. I, I, I love the vocals. Oh, so good. So good. But gravelly. then to go from Blitz rounding out uh, the end of side A to like straight over you flip it and go straight on to Dead Kennedy's Kill the Poor. Which is so clean and crisp and, and, and mm. probably the ring in from like, the, uh, am I right? Is it the, this is the only. West Coast ba- uh, American band on this compilation, right? I think Channel 3 um, feature in one of the others in the yeah, trilogy, okay. either two or three. I think it might be two, yeah. but I'm sorry. I haven't um, done my research into Lossner's catching right. up with us, that one. Right, right, I see on that. But, so it is, it is, but it doesn't, it doesn't like sit out wrong it's just no it's just like and and to be honest as as a younger younger um 
you know, kid when listening to this, it was actually kind of nice to have a little bit of familiarity, like because we were clearly already into Dead Kennedys before we got this compilation. You know, there yeah. was a bunch of other stuff in here. We go, oh, this is new and weird. But then to then come in on side two with Dead Kennedys Kill the Poor and you're going to go, I, I know where I am now. I'm, I'm quite yeah. comfortable here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I believe Dead Kennedys had a really close relationship with um, Cherry Red Records, so it wouldn't surprise me that they end up on this. And um, Kill the Poor from Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables too. I mean, what what a song to put on there uh, for an a, a British-oriented audience who are feeling really poor in the early eighties under Thatcherism? Like yeah. that, it, it what a fits, song it fits on perfectly. There. And look, and and to that point, is Cherry Red Records that Dead Kennedys were being distributed? I think in the UK by Cherry Red at the time, and even on yeah. the back of uh, the record. Um, yep. They get a special thanks about that, uh, and then that connection which you said before is Becky did a stint post um, Jello um, on yeah. Dead Kennedys as well, so that was cool. Um, yeah. So then number ten, what have we got? We got Police Story Partis- by Partisans. Um, yeah, look again, you got this. You start, you're kicking off with the political sort of angle. Um, mm-hmm. D Mob, no room for you. That, oh, can I just say, Adam, Demob, no room for you. That is such an anthemic song. Like, it is really good. Like, I can hum this song in my head driving to work in the worst traffic and not have listened to it for like 10 years. And it no room for in. you is, is a sticker. Like, it's, it's an earworm. It's really, really good. Um, the Insane Last Day. Um, abrasive Wheels. Like, oh my God, the Abrasive Wheels, oh. dude. Like, it. The discovery of the album for me, and this oh. this album kick started my love of abrasive mm-hmm. wheels. We've got to do I, an episode I, yeah. just on abrasive wheels, I think, because like it's just such a good DIY punk oh. story. Look, look, listeners and listeners, shout out on social media. Like, hit us up on social media if you as well love abrasive wheels the band like such a good band um i top tier abrasive wheels and also another band of from the same time one way system those two bands mm. i absolutely love but abrasive wheels man i'm amazed i don't have them tattooed on my forehead they are so good um, and I like the fact that it has the factory worker street punk credentials of the fact that when they were coming up for a name for the band, mm-hmm. one of the guys were working in a um, a factory and yep. it said on the wall, um, Danger Abrasive Wheels, which is like, you know, the grinding discs of like, um, and that's where the name came from, straight out of the factories of the UK. So how fucking awesome is that? Um, oh, that's so good. That's so good. So working class. But again, really good musicianship and that, they were dedicated to it. Like, you know, these self, guys are probably working full time yeah. um, if they were lucky and and still having this great band. Like, self, so cool. And self-released. self, self you know, release. They put their first album out on Abrasive Records. Like, you know, no one was doing it for them. You can appreciate. We can appreciate that. We did that, you know. Like, so, yeah, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. And this is at a time loss, as you put it, timestamp this in, is we're listening to this stuff at the same time Mark and Mark's working on Disrupt Youth and I'm working on, you know, obscene doing public zines and stuff we were doing yeah. it ourselves and here is an example of people and crew that were doing the same thing 
you know, uh, yeah, ten years earlier. Admit, so yeah, I must admit we're getting we we're sticking on abrasive wheels, but because they're so good, abrasive wheels and um, black flag, and in the states like the SST work ethic you know was by the time it would reach our ears and our eyes in magazines in in australia like the the work ethic and the uh tenacity of bands like abrasive wheels and black flag and the sst gang like that that had become a thing of legend by the time we were reading about it and uh it really did and does still to this day fuel a work ethic to to have fun and be creative it, really good Really good. In the big scheme of things, when you think about the timelines, this came out in 81, 82. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I'm pretty sure I would have come across this album around 91, 92, like yeah. you know, yeah. maybe in 1990. So yeah. we're talking, right, in the big scheme of things, in timelines, mm-hmm. not very far, you know, not, not ancient history. It wasn't like, you know, listening to things that happened in an unfathomable time. It was like only a wee bit before the fact that the record, both the records that we have are original pressing non-barcode albums, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. they were still fresh. They were like, they were effectively new. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, and Adam, I've just, uh, just, just thought of something that we didn't, uh, confer about before we, uh, before we went to air on this is that it's, um, 2022. And this album came out on the 27th of March, 1982. So we're actually uh, talking about this album on the anniversary, <laughs> on the anniversary of it to release. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. The year. The year. The year. That's well, and look, that's so. What you know? What's what's your maths? How many years is that count? Mark's counting on his fingers. <laughs> I'm counting on my fingers. <laughs> hey man, I've got to edit that out. Edit that out. Forty years. <laughs> that's amazing. Thirty years. Yeah. So so forty years. Forty, 40 years. Um. All right. So abrasive wheels. We've got an, and then number fourteen on side two uh, is Chaos UK, another UK. So we've got UK decay and then Chaos UK. Four minute mm-hmm. warning. Four minute warning is unreal. Nuclear holocaust threat. Um, Absolutely. You know that if there was a you know there is a lot of this apocalyptic um, vision going through this because these guys were living it. You know, much in the way forty years later we are as well. So you know, this sure. is no greater time to listen to this album. Um, Outcast, but with Mania, and then Mania, such a such an awesome track, and then wrapping out this most epic of all compilations. Lossners, younger Lossners, the thing that happened before Spotify compilation albums is the great GBH with Race Against Time, which is what we're doing in this episode because we said we're only going to do 15 minutes and we're already at 22. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Oh, no, I got a starting about abrasive wheels. Um, GBH, Jocko's voice at the start of this, like, wow, it's this song, it's like a, a template for everything I wanted to do in music. Mm. So Jocko and the boys, thank you. Um, so, listeners, that's punk and disorderly. We've got, you know, uh, I hope, we, like I said, we just really, re- we've done a run by, uh, blow by blow. We've never really done a blow by blow epi- episode before. So um, we've gone into uh, traditional podcasting territory. <laughs> but I think it's yeah, worthwhile. We and look, we're going to do this for the next next two albums. Um, yeah. So tune in over the next um, couple of weeks, listeners. And, um, but we'll put links up. Um, you can readily listen to the extended mix with all the additional bits and pieces of this album up on the different streaming platforms. Um, 
dig your, dig through your record stores. I'm sure you'll find a copy somewhere. Like you know, it's Absolutely. probably probably about one hundred and ninety dollars or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could recommend if you reach out to Bad Habit Records on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, and uh, if you can't find it, they'll be able to help you out. Um, and in saying that, I was recently up there, um, just a postscript to this show, which helped in kickstarting. Um, where we are with this show, I picked up a couple of really great comps um, from as uh, Borgie threw me uh, in the right direction, and there and got two UK UK eighty two compilations in there as well, which isn't from this series, but just you know had discharge and you know exploited oh. and um, abrasive wheels on it as well, which really has been on rotation for the last three weeks, like literally Punk and Disorderly number one for the last mm-hmm. three days, I've listened. Back to back, flipped mm-hmm. back to back solidly just to get into the mood of for this episode. So, yep. um, iconic yep. cover, the, iconic everything. Oh, yeah. The, the great thing about these albums for our uninitiated friends is that uh, it's the best of the best from uh, the UK at this time. And they're really visible. Like th- these compilations are really easy to find, which is fantastic. Well, they and so, they spawned so decades of imitations after this. So um, really easy to find. Grab a copy, grab a few formats, stream it, and, uh, and, and get into it if you haven't already. It's, it's really cool. Get edgy, get anky, 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 anky. All right, listeners, um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put a full stop on it there. Make sure you check us out on the socials where you can give us a five star rating. Why not? Doesn't cost you. Please anything. do. Um, if you think we're that wor- worth it. Um, clearly, if you've stuck with us for 115 episodes, you probably do. Uh, wastelands.com.au for hints, tips, recipes, and links to everything we've spoken about at Wastelands Radio Show on all the socials, which is Insta, Facebook, bloody TikTok, mm. um, TikTok, and oh, I said TikTok, uh, Twitter, and flick us an email and let us know what you think. Yep. Uh, Wastelands Radio Show at gmail.com. Well done, ads. Marco Mark. So, yes. Is there anything more you would like to add? Oh, oi, oi. It's good night from me. And it's um, good night from him. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be editing that out of post. Human, no one to hear your cries. Before you say another word, it's over! It's finished! Cool. On to the next one. Do you need to go and get a brew, mate?